The Bible says, be not deceived. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. All right, it's 4 p.m. on Wall Street. Do you know where your money is? Welcome to Financial Issues, where we align reality with truth. Conservative talk radio you can count on. Financial issues that you need to know. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. We will simply apply to government the common sense that we all use in our daily lives. Analyzing markets and financial news, this is Financial Issues Week in Review. Well, good morning and welcome to Financial Issues. I'm your host, Shanna Burt, and we are here live today. If you're listening to us on a Saturday on an AFR station or at some other time during the day other than 8 a.m. Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, then you're not catching us live. But you can by getting our phone app. Um, If you're listening on an AFR station, you could ask them to put us back on at that time slot so you can catch us live. Or you can watch on uh, one of the other social media outlets that we're on, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram. What am I missing here? Uh, Twitter, Rumble, all of those great places that you can uh, catch us live and interact with us. That helps us to grow organically. If you just wave or post your comment or question or share us with your people, we would appreciate that greatly. Wanted to remind you, if you're a partner, a listener, or just this is your first time stumbling across this program, we are having a retreat. We do this every other year. It's going to be the Billy Graham Training Center in April. You can register by going to our website at financialissues.org. It is a retreat, not a conference. So um, I'll be speaking a little bit about financial issues, mostly on stewardship issues and, uh, you know, some of, a lot of the changes that we've had to the ministry this year as we've lost our, our founder, Dan Celia. We'll also have a memorial service for him. Tony Perkins will be speaking and Marty Getz will be leading worship. So it's something that you don't want to miss. It, the setting at the Cove is very intimate which means that there's not a lot of capacity. So you want to get registered as soon as possible. We'll bring you an update uh, end of this week or next week on where we are on registrations there. So go there and get signed up. Well, the big economic news of this week is the PPI number, which measure, measures inflation for the for producers. So that typically is a predictor of what CPI is going to be because what PPI, what producers pay, if the prices increase, that typically gets passed on to the consumer and shows up in the CPI number, which is the number that the Fed is watching. Now, last week, the Fed did... Uh, Fed President Jerome Powell did speak, and he indicated that we might see a slower pace of increasing the rates starting as soon as December. We will find that out next week. So there's still a little bit more data that's going to come out that the Fed will be looking at. Uh, The ISM came out on Monday of this week, and it came out a little bit stronger than expected. This has had the markets a little bit... Uh, schizophrenic this week, a little bit up, a little bit down. They don't really know which way to go. All eyes seem to be on the Fed and inflation at this time. So uh, other factors that can contribute to inflation 
and the economic conditions is that the rioting that we've been seeing in, in China as a response to that, China is is uh, making some changes to their zero COVID policy, starting to let people maybe come out of their houses just a little bit more. Uh, they're lifting the negative test requirement for cross-region travelers. They'll no, no longer need to show their COVID negative results, according to the National Health Commission release. Um, areas that are not considered to be high risk cannot can no longer halt work or production, uh, their notice said. And COVID patients without symptoms can also, here's a novel concept, choose whether or not they want to isolate at home for five days or not. Uh, in other economic news, the railroad strike that we've been keeping an eye on has been averted as the federal government stepped in and really forced both sides to accept certain terms and conditions. So we will not see a rail strike this holiday season. I guess uh, we're probably safe from that for I think another two years is when the negotiations start again. So a railroad strike would be detrimental to our economy at this point as it's trying to recover still from all of the impacts of COVID. And the impacts of COVID really are the response to COVID. So all of the money that was uh, the $6 trillion that's been injected into our economy, that is that is just Uh, been a major contributor to this inflation that we've seen. OPEC has decided they met Sunday, this past Sunday, they decided to keep their production cuts in place and the draining of our strategic petroleum reserve that is supposed to be set aside for emergency reasons is set to end this month. We will see. I think uh, so many of us have enjoyed seeing gas prices come down. The national average I heard today was uh, $3.33 for gasoline, which is dramatically lower than the upwards of $5 a gallon that we saw this summer, but it's still not back down to the, the in the 2 to $3 range that we saw when America was energy independent. Does anybody remember those days? Um, they should have never gone away, but they have. The In housing news, the 30-year mortgage rate decreased to 6.41%, down from 6.49 just last week, and 73 basis points lower than it was a month ago when it ticked up <coughs> Excuse me, over 7%. But it is still three full percentage points higher than it was a year ago. That's almost 100% higher than it was. That has put the the American dream of owning a home out of reach for a lot of Americans as it impacts the affordability. Now, in response to that, uh, housing prices have started to come down, um, but they're not even though we have a shortage of homes, a uh, shortage of supply in the housing market, it's still uh, causing a, a downturn in the housing market. Um, <clears throat> these higher rates, no doubt, have caused uh, mortgage applications to fall. They fell 3% this past week, but they're 40% lower than they were a year ago. The refinance market has all but about dried up. It's suffered a more than an 80% decline over the last year. And home prices are falling uh, faster than at any time 
uh, faster than the, the time period from 2006 through 2008, which we know as the Great Recession. So there's compelling evidence that, um, you know, what the, the phenomenon of injecting all of this money into the system is what has caused this, um, uh, this, this inflation. And we're also seeing now an inverted yield curve. So that means when short-term rates, the treasuries, if you look at the two-year treasury versus the 10-year treasury, the two-year is at 4.3%. The 10-year is at 3.486%. So an inverted yield curve is abnormal. It indicates not really great economic conditions. It's it's been known to be predictive of a recession. Uh, the six month is even higher at 4.7. So fixed income is starting to look a little bit better. But if you need some fixed income, you could go to the AFA Foundation and check out their charitable gift annuity. It is a great way to lock in some lifetime income and get a tax deduction, but the best part of it is is that you're giving a gift to an organization that does great kingdom work. So you can reach them. Their number is 800-326-4543, extension 345, and you can talk to Riley over there at the uh, AFA Foundation and get all of the details about how a charitable gift annuity could be right for you. I'm your host, Shanna Burt. We're going to take a short break, and then we'll be right back. Thank you for your services, and I just want to call to encourage everybody listening to become members. At Financial Issues Stewardship Ministries, our goal is to help Christians make financial decisions that honor God. I have never found anyone in the finances, even Christians, who have this passion and and the honesty that you have. You're not taking anything in. It is incredibly generous of you what you're doing. Go to financialissues.org and become a partner today. American Family Association President Tim Wildman. Why does AFA exist? Well, we're here to inform, equip, and activate individuals and families to transform the culture. We want to make an impact on our country for Christ. That's the reason my dad, Don Wildman, started this ministry 40-plus years ago. Dad was concerned about the direction America was headed, and he was determined to do something about it. Maybe that describes you today. If it does, I want to strongly encourage you to consider a charitable gift annuity to American Family Association Foundation. This will benefit you, and it will ensure that we stay in the fight for a long, long time to come. That's the AFA Foundation. Call the AFA Foundation at 800-326-4543, extension 345. That's 800-326-4543, extension 345. Did you know that an average 1.2 million babies are aborted each year? Listen, we have an opportunity at Financial Issues to change that, and we're doing it. Tens of thousands of lives have been saved because of Financial Issues listeners just like you. For $140, you could save the lives of five babies. All $140 goes to the Pregnancy Center to sponsor ultrasounds. 80% of the time, these ultrasounds will change the mind 
of a young lady that is considering abortion to choose life. Would you join us in the fight against the atrocity of abortion? I hope that you'll go to preborn.org or call pound 250. The keyword is baby when you're asked. Preborn.org. That's preborn.org. All throughout the red light district in India, women are trapped in a cycle of survival through prostitution. But they're not alone. Their children are there, hiding in back alleys, under a bed, or asleep in a room not far from the drugs and brothels outside. Five million of these children are trapped in the red light districts of India, at a high risk of being abused or used in the trade themselves. But India Partners has made a way for you to rescue these children and relocate them to a safe, clean home in a safe neighborhood where not only their physical needs will be provided for, but they'll be introduced to the love of Jesus. And hopefully, with these resources, both the child and their mother can escape the sex trade and start a new life outside the red light district. Just $62 will provide a week of safety for one of these children, and $275 will provide for a whole month. Visit indiapartners.org to see how your your gift can reach into the red light district and provide days of safety for one of these 5 million children. Learn more about biblically responsible investing at financialissues.org. Now back to Financial Issues Week in Review. Welcome back to Financial Issues. I'm your host, Shanna Burt. We're going to take a look at some financial issues. <laughs> Looking at the markets, we've seen a little bit of a rally. Um, off of the October lows, we're about uh, 15, 15 to 17% up off of the lows that we saw in October. There's some talk this time of year about a Santa Claus rally. Well, what is a Santa Claus rally? Well, it's a theory that stocks tend to rally in December as liquidity thins and traders avoid opening new positions. So um, that is the definition of what a Santa Claus rally is. We see a lot of things happening in December. We see mutual funds fund companies issuing their capital gains distributions, which, by the way, if you're a Timothy shareholder, you're going to get some capital gains distributions. Two of their funds are issuing over a dollar per share capital gains distribution. So um, that is uh, good news. But what happens in December is that most of the fund managers and institutional traders have done all of their kind of window dressing to lock in their gains and capture their tax losses by now. And lots of people go on vacation. So when the market gets thinly traded, that means there's not a lot of uh, shares trading hands. Uh, There's not a lot of buying and selling going on. The this can produce a situation for a lot higher volatility if there's big trades, if there's uh, big selling that happens during that time. But most of the time, it is a Santa Claus rally. But there's always exceptions to that. You know, in December of 2018, we saw uh, December be pretty pretty ugly. <laughs> so, uh, just so you know, uh, what that means. Speaking of Santa Claus, we know that Santa Claus is not the reason for the season. You know, we celebrate uh, Jesus coming to earth as a human being to save us from our sins. That is the real reason for the season. But we do see a lot of that uh, jolly old uh, St. Nicholas (laughs) character hanging around quite a bit. So um, 
One thing that you can do to give a good gift to somebody is to gift them a financial issues partnership. You can find the details about that on our website, financialissues.org. And down the right-hand side, I think there's a blue banner. And you can click on that. You can pay for the partnership, which is a minimum of $85 a year, a year, not a month, or $124 a year if you want the premium features. And you can put in somebody else's information. You can pay for it, and they will get their on their own login, and they'll be able to start learning what it means to be a good steward, to defund darkness by investing in a biblically responsible way, and to fund the light. We will. They will always hear encouragement to be a giver, to, to follow, to be in obedience of what uh, the, the scripture tells us about how we should handle the resources that God has given us. So tis the season, right? And uh, we have a lot of kids writing out their wish list on the things that they would like to have for Christmas. And dolls have traditionally been on the most wanted list for little girls uh, for a long time. In today's world, it's plagued with the LGBTQ plus whatever alphabet soup they're adding onto it now, ideology, um, where you get to be whatever you want to be and do whatever you want to do and love whoever you want to love. We now have to be very cautious about which dolls we buy for our children. Oh boy, Shanna, here you go. Now you're getting out there again, right? Well... Maybe, but only if you really don't care about your young lady or your young child learning about their ability to choose what they want to be and to get confused about their gender identity. So the American Dolls uh, Company has put out a little guidebook that they now sell with some of their dolls. And here's some verbiage right out of that book. You can appreciate your body for everything it allows you to experience and still want to change certain things about it. Okay, not so bad. Most people struggle with uh, their body image. But another page adds... If you haven't gone through puberty yet, the doctor might offer medicine to delay your body's changes, giving you more time to think about your gender identity. The book goes on to say, if you don't have an adult that you can trust, there are organizations across the country that can help you. Turn to resources on page 95 for more information. So not only are they encouraging children to consider whether or not they want to be the identity that God made them, but they're encouraging them to act in disobedience to the authority that has been set over them to steward them, to go to these organizations who will help them potentially get puberty blockers. Puberty blockers are medications that block the hormones of estrogen and testosterone that lead to puberty body changes. They stop things like periods um, and voice deepening and facial hair growth, according to, check it out, Planned Parenthood's definition of puberty blockers. Do you you think Planned Parenthood goes on to tell them the, the harms in 
taking some of these puberty blockers. I mean, this these haven't really been tested that well. The puberty blockers were uh, researched and made to treat certain conditions that not medical conditions that certain people face to help try to treat um, these conditions. They were not made to give children the ability to make the decisions that God makes about what kind of chromosomes that they can make. They can take all the medicine they want. They can mutilate their body, but they cannot change their chromosomes. So be careful. If you if your little girl wants a an American doll, be careful about what you might be giving her. Let's get to some calls. Uh, we've got James. James is calling from Florida. Hi, James. Hi, how are you? Very good. How are you? Thank you for your program. It's the first time listening, and I'm definitely going to be listening a lot more. Oh, great. Welcome. You. Yeah, appreciate your values that you uh, speak on. But my uh, question is that, um, okay, uh, we, I'm kind of I'm kind of in a dilemma. I, um, we outright own a particular home that's probably worth about 420000 uh, we want to build. We have. We just bought ten acres on the east coast of Florida. We'd like to build on, um, but when I come to find out now, what the, the construction loans requires you to pay the interest up front, which is going to be uh, in the vicinity of about twenty one hundred dollars um, a month until the house is finished. So, uh, but another issue is that we have. To, I like to sell the house that we're in and just pay cash for it. Uh, if we have if we have to wait a year, then that means that after the house is built, we can finally move over there. Um, but I don't know whether I should just. I, I'm not sure really what to do. I, I don't want to. I really don't want to spend all that interest, you know, actually up front. To be quite honest with you, um, so I don't know. What do you think I should do in this? Yeah. So the the way that. My understanding is that construction loans work is that you pay interest only while you're building. So, um, you know, you have a, a lower note, but you're only paying interest on the amounts that you have out. So if you have, you know, cash that you want to use, you know, you, you only pay that interest as you draw money out. Um, that is one way to do it. Another way that you may be able to do it is if you're, did you say that your home was paid off? You're the one that yes, you have now? Yes. Okay. So if you use a a local credit union or maybe even Christian Community Credit Union is a credit union that we recommend, maybe if you talk to them, you could do some kind of uh, home equity loan on your existing property. That might give you a lower rate than the construction loans. Then you could use that money to build your house. And then whenever you do sell your house, you would just pay off that loan. So that's another um, route that you could consider. Okay, well that sounds good. Um, uh, so I noticed I, I did hear you say the interest rates had dropped down to six something. Yeah, that's for a traditional thirty-year mortgage with a twenty percent down payment. Construction loans are probably going to run at least a couple of points higher than that. Home equity loans, I bet you could you could find a fairly good deal right now because just just like I talked about, there's been a a real decrease in demand for refis and the, and other type loans like that. So um, 
if you go with a credit union, a lot of times they will they have a lower closing cost, or maybe even they waive the closing cost if you're, um, you know, a member there and it's an existing home that you have. So uh, that's a that's a great, great option to consider. I have so many questions for you. I'm going to have to go to your website. Can I ask <laughs> questions there? <laughs> yes, if if you're a partner, okay. you can log into the partner side and you can email questions in. And we are live, you know, every day of the week for an hour. So you are welcome to call oh, back as many times as you want. <laughs> okay, that sounds fantastic. Thank you so much. God bless you all. All right, James, we're so glad that you found us and we hope that you yes. will check out the website. Well, our, our phone lines are still open. You can get your call queued up, but let's get to some of those social and website questions. What do we have there, Seth? Absolutely, Shanna. Let's get to this first one here. This is uh, Joe saying, good morning and God's grace. Continue to bless you and your family and the team, Shanna. My question is, I have most all of our allocations in the 65 to retirement filled. Uh, I do have ETF1 with 8,400 up 9% and ETF6 with about 5,500 up, uh, excuse me, down 4.3% on a hold. Should I move these after December 12th to my TM68 or TM55? What do you think? And I'm 71 years old. Well, it sounds like he's following the asset allocation that he may be overweighted in those things. I know one of them, that ETF1 has been has been removed from that allocation for a while. So if it's no longer in the allocation, if you're light in some areas, over in some areas, I wouldn't say this is just a recommendation based on trying to time the market or anything like that. But if you're if you're trying to follow your allocation, which is what you should be focused on, then you should consider making those changes. Yes. Awesome, Shanna. Great stuff. Next one here is from Danny saying, I'm a partner, been around three years, carry a lot more cash than I probably should. Recently, I've placed it in a broker CD ladder, but this has caused all the percentages in my other investments to become skewed. I don't intend to invest this money in stocks or mutual funds, and it's roughly 256000 right now. Any advice? I'm 65 years old. Yep, that is a quick answer. So the the key there is that I do not intend to invest this money in stocks or mutual funds. Then it should be removed from your tracker. The only things that should be entered into your portfolio tracker is money that you consider to be investable. So that's a a quick answer there. So thanks for that. and, And let me clarify that for you, Danny. Well, I'm your host, Shanna Burt. We're going to be back after a short break with more financial issues. People are talking a lot about healthcare these days. There are so many changes, so many questions. As Christians, where can we turn for answers? At Samaritan Ministries, we believe the answer is in Jesus Christ, working in the lives of his people, demonstrating Christian community by sharing each other's medical needs, scripturally, faithfully. Here's just part of Brett's story in his own words. When I reflect on Samaritan Ministries, the biggest thing that stands out to me is that we, as a body of believers, are living out New Testament. Christianity. This idea that Samaritan has adopted from the book of Acts should permeate all parts of our lives, not just health sharing. It has a profound impact on people like me and my wife. Brett is just one of more than 150,000 members who are sharing over $13 million in medical needs each month. If you'd like to experience what it's like to partner with other Christians for your health care needs, and you'd like to see what other members are saying, visit MySamaritanStory.org. 
Securities offered through GA Repel and Company, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member FINRA and SIPC. Opinions expressed by Shanna are hers alone and are for informational purposes only, and do not necessarily represent those of GA Repel or the outlet on which you are listening. You should consider how the information applies to your situation prior to personally implementing it, and consult any financial professional you work with to make sure it's applicable to your financial plan. Well, I hope you caught that disclaimer coming into this segment here as we're going to get to some more of your questions and you need to know the uh, legal disclaimers and the, the lens that I provide information through. So here is something that you are going to want to know. Back in uh, 2020 or 2019, Congress changed the rules for non-spouses who inherit IRAs. So prior to January 1st of 2020, if you are If you inherited an IRA account from someone who was not your spouse, you had uh, fewer options on how quickly you had to take that money out. Prior to that ruling, um, for most cases, you could take that money out based on your life expectancy, which means that you could stretch the distributions and stretch the tax consequences on those distributions over your lifetime, making it very manageable. Now, since the creation of IRAs, we've seen more and more and more people continue to put more and more and more of their liquid net worth into qualified accounts. So qualified account is an account that qualifies for special tax treatment because the government said so. So most people have the traditional kind of IRA, which is a pre-tax IRA. You get a tax deduction when you put money in, which means that you don't pay taxes on that money. You get to defer it or postpone that tax liability to later down the road after you've grown it a whole bunch and then take it out. So this ministry has been long in the camp that we need to not have all of our money in qualified types of accounts. And uh, for a couple of reasons, number one, because the government can and does change the rules on those with the government being uh, with we the people really, is the, is the truth of it, being more than $31 trillion in debt, spending way more, um, I think the latest number is around $3 trillion more than what the government is generating in tax revenue. So we're operating at a deficit, spending money that we don't have. It becomes more and more likely that taxes will be higher in the future than what they are today. So what does that mean? Well, luckily, we are under a pretty low set of tax brackets, thanks to the Trump administration who ushered in the current tax code that we're under right now with the lowest tax bracket being 10%, but for for most intents and purposes, 12%, a good chunk of your income and a really high standard deduction. So that has saved a lot of people a lot of taxes. But with the government needing more and more revenue to fund their out-of-control spending and just really tread water to keep the government out of hot water and defaulting on their debt, they're going to have to raise, they're going to have to find other sources of tax revenue. The Biden, Biden was very clear about his intent to raise taxes if he got elected. Now, the uh, shifting of control 
in the House to the Republicans has made it less likely that that will become a reality, at least in the next couple of years. But it's inevitable at some point. So one thing that is going to create a significant amount of revenue for the federal government as, you know, baby boomers are retiring, um, more and more people are inheriting IRAs. When that non-spouse inherits an IRA, they can no longer stretch out that for for most cases. There are exceptions to the rule. But for the most part, they can no longer stretch out those distributions and taxes over their lifetime. They have been given 10 years to do it. So can you imagine inheriting a million-dollar IRA being 55 years old, making the most money that you've ever made in your career, and having to to look at taking out a million dollars from an IRA and adding that to your income over a 10-year period. Well, that's what's happening, and it's accelerating the rate which the government is going to get that tax revenue that has been postponed or deferred for so long. So there was lots of questions about, you know, do I just, can I just wait 10 years and take it all out at that time, or do I have to take out a little bit every year? And the IRS wasn't clear on that. And under the first two years of the plan for 20 and 21, just a couple of months ago in September, the IRS clarified their rules, making heirs take out annual withdrawals during that 10-year period in cases where the owner was already subject to the RMDs. So what does that mean? If you inherit, if the person that you inherited from died after January 1st of 2020, that's the key date. If it was before that, you just continue on like you like you always had. But if they died after January 1st, 2020, you're a non-spouse and they were not taking required minimum distribution, so they hadn't reached that age, that required minimum start date, then you still have just that 10-year period to get it all out. Now, if the person that you inherited the IRA from died after January 1st, 2020, and they were already taking their required minimum distributions, then you must continue to take an, a required minimum distribution Every year, based either on your life expectancy or theirs, whichever is younger, and you must have the balance out by year 10. So they have, the IRS has said that they will issue some waivers if you, if you were in this situation, you were supposed to be taking RMDs, but you didn't. So they're not going to assess penalties for the years, uh, 20 and 20, uh, or 21 and 22. But they will start doing this in 23. So if you find yourself in that case, make sure that you get some good advice and get some clarity around what you're supposed to be doing there. Well, let's get to some calls. We have Dinah calling. Is it Dinah or Dina calling from South Carolina? Jenna, I think it's Dina. Is it Dina? Hi, it's Gina. Gina. Hi, Gina. Yes. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Um, my question is, I have uh, been managing for several years through Dan's guidance, a rollover IRA from my husband's previous employer. Um, we don't contribute to it, but I allocated it uh, to the best of my ability to the, at this point, the 55 to 65, very conservative. Um, but 
what is the best way to manage that without, you know, continuing to contribute and to be able to, you know, to um, to buy a little at a time? Um, because most of what I'm going to invest is already invested. Mm-hmm. So the principle of dollar cost averaging or buying a little bit at a time is applicable applicable during the portfolio building phase or rebuilding phase. So, for example, recently we increased our cash allocations uh, in the months leading up to the election, and now now that we know the outcome of the election, we have readjusted those accordingly. So if you're going to be reallocating a, a chunk of money, a good chunk of money, then you want, maybe want to do that over the next three to six months at regular intervals. So same time every month, same amount. But once you get the portfolio built, dollar cost averaging is not um, part of the strategy anymore. So then you just want to go on and reallocate. Of course, anytime there's a model change, uh, when those model change happen, changes happen. And you can also review your portfolio either quarter, three or four times a year is plenty to make sure that you're, um, that you're staying within those allocations. Because just by the nature of what's happening in your investments, some will go up, you know, some will perform well under certain market conditions and others not so much. And so, you know, once or twice a year, you need to to rebalance. I mean, you can review it three or four times a year, but rebalancing any more than that is going to be counterproductive. Okay, one more quick question. Um, Do you um, know if it's possible to have not necessarily someone come alongside me throughout the year, but to periodically for me to, you know, I know to pay them, but to see if they would look at what I have and advise me on anything I need to do. I don't have a lot of time to to give this investment. Um, I don't really know anybody that, that does that. I mean, I have some people that I work with that will... Um, act as a financial advisor, but you know, if you if you go in that route, they will take over portfolio management, and they will also include the financial planning services. But I don't really know uh, of any way, um, you know, to hire somebody that knows enough about the strategy to to review it. Shanna, okay. if I could hop in for just a second for you, Gina, sure. a, a good suggestion for you, Gina, might be to keep calling into the show. You know, keep mm-hmm. on trying to contact us and keep keep Shanna in the loop with kind of, you know, how you're doing. And I think that's a great way to be able to get yep. to do that. Okay. Thank you. Absolutely. Y'all have a Merry, y'all have a Merry Christmas. You too, Gina. Thanks so much for your partnership and for continuing to call. Um, you know, there's a lot of great videos. Even if you've watched them already on the partner side, it's a great time to go back and review. They're in very manageable Segments. So, you know, from a couple of minutes to maybe five minutes, you can go through and just rewatch those. That'll, a lot of times, you know, it's just like reading. It's not the same as reading scripture, but it's similar to reading scripture. You know, every time you read the scripture, the word of God is active and alive and it speaks to your situation. Um, but you can go back and review those videos because sometimes when we go back and reread things or listen to things we catch things that we didn't catch before and so you can really um you know start to study those things and as you have questions always just call
call in. That's what we're here for is to answer your questions. Well, I'm your host, Shanna Burt. We're going to take a short break and then we'll be right back. I pray that in these trying times that I can lead him in a way that I know will leave a godly imprint on his heart forever. And And to show her how to live a life that is pure. I want her to understand how precious life is and And to to take care of his body. To eat right and exercise and understand that his body is a temple temple of God. I pray that our family will love Jesus, read his word daily, and obey his teaching. The values that we share should guide us in the way that we invest. Make sure that you are investing in companies whose policies and practices align with pro-life, pro-family values. Visit thetimothyplan.com or call for more information. Advance the kingdom in the way that you invest. Have you ever thought about banking with a credit union instead of a traditional bank? Not really, but I think my parents have a credit union account. Do you know the difference between a bank and a credit union? Mm, No. Banks are owned by stockholders, so they do their best to make profits for them. But credit unions are owned by their members, and the members see their profits through lower rates and higher interest on savings accounts. And at Christian Community Credit Union, our mission is to help members and ministries become better stewards and achieve their financial goals. Our mobile and tablet apps provide easy, safe, and convenient banking. It's like banking at your fingertips 24-7. When you bank with us, you're banking with someone who shares your faith and values. To get started today, visit us online at mycccu.com. Christian Community Credit Union. Your money, building God's kingdom. Never be without quality, God-honoring entertainment. Always at your fingertips and within your view. In your home and on the go. You'll never be without FISM TV. Watch Financial Issues. Outspoken. FISM News and more God-honoring TV right where you are. Tune in to FISM TV anywhere, anytime. I would like to thank you very much for giving me the impetus to consolidate my portfolio into one advisor. At Financial Issues Stewardship Ministries, our goal is to help Christians make financial decisions that honor God. Everything fell into place. I felt so much peace and the consistent ethic. There is a certain contentment that everything will be fine. Go to financialissues.org and become a partner today. The opinions and recommendations expressed on this program do not necessarily represent the opinions of the station or any of the program sponsors. Additionally, all products or services offered by the program sponsors may not be known by the program. Welcome back to Financial Issues. We are a stewardship ministry, and one of the stewardship responsibilities that we talked a lot about in the months leading up to the election is the stewardship of our country and the stewardship of the the freedoms that we have in this country and our rights to vote. So I hope that you all exercised those rights. Um, I'm 
sad to report that the runoff on election in Georgia, the results are in and Warnock has beat Walker. So um, he will go to the Senate, giving the Democrats a 51-49 majority in the Senate. The good news is that we still have the House that is controlled by Republicans to help balance that out. I was reading some of the comments that Warnock made in his victory speech, and if you haven't heard, he is a pastor of a church, and he considers himself to be a pro-choice pastor. I've rarely heard of a more... um, What's the word I'm trying to find? It's it's oxymoron. Yeah, oxymoron is absolutely (laughs) oxymoron, and I stress the moron. That's right. He puts the moron in oxymoron. That's for sure. (laughs) He does. So um, he calls himself a pro-choice pastor, and as he was given his victory speech yesterday, he gave all the God, all the glory to God, and it really pained me to hear him say that, and I really had to wonder if he knows the same God that I know. I know yeah, that's Shanna, a... Which, which God is he worshiping? Molech pretty, or one of the old ones that they used to sacrifice children to? Like, that must be what it is. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and that's a real thing, folks. If you go and, and read the Old Testament, there are... I mean, it, it clearly lays that out for us, but yeah. you know, his defense of being pro-choice is because he says, even God gave us a choice. Yes, God gives us free will. We all have it. But he also gives us commands for what to do and what not to do. One of those commands is do not murder. So we have freedom to choose to do whatever we want to do, but we do not have freedom to escape the consequences that flow from those choices. And the scripture also informs pastors, people that shepherd God's flock, that they are held to a higher standard. So I cringe at hearing him say, or even hint, that it's okay to consider whether or not to murder a baby in the womb. What about the baby's choice to live and their freedom to be able to pursue their God-given rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, or does that sound familiar to anyone? (laughs) That freedom for the baby's right to life is stripped away as they are ripped from their mother's womb. So um, we will continue to follow that story and, um, you know, be saddened as the moral compass of our country is broken more and more. You know, Shanna, it's good news to think about the fact that God is a God of justice and he's not going to let the wicked go unpunished. And I think for Christians, it'd be good for us to pray that Warnock would truly be saved because based on the fruit in his heart, I don't see any evidence of salvation there. So praying that he would come to know the Lord truly, I think is a good prayer, you know? Yeah. And that he would repent from Amen. from the wrong decision that it's, you know, it's it's just not okay. Maybe he personally doesn't agree with abortion because that's, that's the argument that they say a lot of times. Um, you know, I don't personally agree with it. I personally wouldn't do it. But when you set the law of the land to, I mean, what's next? Are we going to allow people to murder other people for whatever reason, you know? 
even if they're outside the womb. He he yep. doesn't even agree with putting restrictions on abortion, even to the point that women can abort their babies right up to delivery. Jenna, isn't that right infanticide? Like that's <laughs> what are we going to call this? What it is? It's ridiculous. It is. It is. So um, I won't beat that dead horse anymore. I'm probably preaching to the choir here, as you all know. But if you want to get engaged in the uh, fight against abortion, you can support a great organization like Preborn. They um, minister to women who are in crisis pregnancy. They give them ultrasounds when the women see these ultrasounds and most importantly, hear the heartbeat of their baby, which Stacey Abrams says is a big hoax that they don't really have a heartbeat and it's just some theatrics that's done in the ultrasound room that we, they play a heartbeat so that the, the mothers, because they know when the mother hears that heartbeat, they know that life is growing inside of them and so many times they will choose life. And then preborn doesn't stop there. They preach the gospel to save the mother's life. They save the baby's life. And even if they are given the chance, they, they preach the gospel to the father involved. And so many times that leads to radical conversions, people who give their life to Christ and will raise that child in the fear and admonition of the Lord. And then preborn comes alongside and continues to support them, um, even you know through the years as the, as the child is growing, if they need help with that. So let's get to calls. We have one final call coming in here from Dinah in, is that Michigan? All right. Hi, Donna. Yes, Hi. Um, I know we don't have much time left now, but um, I'm trying to understand this TM, is it 68, I think. Now I've forgotten the number, but yes. um, I think he put it in. Um, I don't understand how it works at all. I, I've been trying to investigate it because you've made it a large portion of the income portfolio asset model. And I don't want to do it until I understand it. I, I've been hearing you in the last couple of days mention the dollar uh, distribution yield that's coming on the 9th, and I don't see that in when I look at the distribution yield. I, I'm not understanding how it works, and then there seems to be a high expense ratio per 10000 or something like that. So I'm just mm-hmm. trying to understand the purpose of that particular fund. Am I holding it for protection or for <laughs> growth. I don't understand it. Okay. So that particular fund is a great way to, it's really hard to get a lot of fixed income instruments if you're if you're going to go and try to build a bond portfolio. Um, most of the time, people don't really have adequate dollars in their portfolio to real, really build a good diversified portfolio. And then it gets really hairy in trying to decide, well, are these things biblically responsible? Um, what is the credit rating? There's So there's a lot of risk. So to use a mutual fund that manages all that risk for us is the reason that we have that mutual fund in there. So it does have costs associated with it. It There is, you know, if you're buying the A share, there is a commission to buy it. It is not a growth investment, so it's going to pay some income. And, um, you know, as um, 
when we get to the point when interest rates stabilize, the price, the the value of it will stabilize, and then as we head into and in, when and if we head into a decreasing rate environment, which I think is far off, um, the prices will start to appreciate. So there can be a little bit of growth there, but it's really um, a, a way to generate some income. Now, if you go through and you you know all of the things that you're looking at bother you too much there all there are alternatives so you could use some of the other things that are in the fixed income category um, I would encourage you to look at those and make sure that you understand how those work right now you could do a pretty decent job um, and probably get a better yield if you built a CD ladder for that portion of the money. So if you're using a discount brokerage platform, you can do all of your CD shopping right there um, if they offer that for you. So you can have CDs that are issued by different banks across the country. Um, they would all be FDIC insured as long as you you know, stayed within the limits there. And you can probably find some pretty good rates. Yes, we have. And I we already have our 17% of the other fixed sums filled because we do have some of the other products, you know, in your asset models. Mm-hmm. So, um, and in some CDs as well. And I do use CD Ameritrade, so I can do that. So we are just, like I said, I just wanted to understand if I'm going to come out making some income in the end or are the expenses going to eat up because... I'm seeing ten cents, and you're saying a dollar. You know what I mean? I heard a dollar distribution, but I'm seeing ten cents. I don't know if it's ten cents per share, a dollar per share. Yeah. So, the the dollar per share applied to the growth in the value fund. So, um, I'm not sure. You may be right about the the fixed income fund. I I don't. Uh, recall it off the top of my head, but you can go to the Timothy Plan website, timothyplan.com, and you can see the distribution schedule for those different funds. So, you know, the alternative um, is to use, you know, CDs or some of the other fixed income. And if you want to make your tracker look right, you can code those things um, as an alternative to that fixed income fund as well. Okay. Uh, that's all I need to know. Thank Great. you very much for your help. I appreciate it. You're Enjoying welcome. The so- show. I wish thank more you. people would, would do it. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks, Dinah. And thanks for being a partner. And folks, you know, if you wish more people could hear us, share us with them. You know, consider gifting a partnership. You can do that from our homepage. You can also share us if you use social media. We're on so many platforms now. Truth Social, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Rumble, are we on Rumble? We're on Rumble. Yep. So, so many different ways that you can interact with us and use us and share us with the people that you know. We just want to be here every day to remind you that the Lord owns everything. The Master's coming back. There's going to be a test, and we want to help you be found a good and faithful steward. I'm your host, Shanna Burt, and we'll be back with more financial issues. we ever forget that we're one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under. Thank you for joining us. This has been an FISM production.